If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 92, page 455. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hand. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all the workers of wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art the most highest forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of an unicorn, for I am anointed with fresh oil. 
Mine eye also shall see his lust of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like a cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, and shall be fat and well-liking. That they may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here beginneth the fourteenth chapter of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the droughts. Judah mourns, and her gates languish. They mourn for the land, and the cry of Jerusalem has gone up. Their nobles have sent their lads for water. They went to the cisterns and found no water. They returned with their vessels empty. They were ashamed and confounded, and covered their heads because the ground is parched. For there was no rain in the land. The plowmen were ashamed. They covered their heads. Yes, the deer also gave birth in the field, but left because there was no grass. And the wild donkeys stood in the desolate heights. They sniffed at the wind like jackals. Their eyes failed because there was no grass. O Lord, through our iniquities testify against us. Do it for your name's sake, for our backslidings are many. We have sinned against you. O oh, the hope of Israel, his Savior in time of trouble, why should you be like a stranger in the land, and like the traveler who turns aside to tarry for a night? Why should you be like a man astonished, like a mighty one who cannot save? Yet you, O oh Lord, are in our midst, and we are called by your name. Do not leave us. Thus saith the Lord to his people, Thus they have loved to wander, and they have not restrained their feet. Therefore the Lord does not accept them. We will remember their iniquity now, and punish their sins. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 28th verse of the 12th chapter of the book of St. Mark. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, he asked him, 
which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all, the first of all, the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. It is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribes said to him, well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now then Jesus saw that he answered wisely. He said to them, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. Then Jesus answered and said, while he taught in the temple, How is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? And David himself said by the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore David himself calls him Lord. How is he then his son? Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who made us nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, 
may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So water is probably the single most necessary thing needed for sustaining life, and it was promised in Deuteronomy and in Leviticus as one of the covenantal blessings that Israel would receive for faithfulness, but also then it was a curse, uh, would be withheld from them as a curse for lack of faithfulness. Given the great need for water, uh, thinking about the idea of drought, probably one of the most severe and probably the worst of all curses imaginable. It's an interesting thing. Uh, we see things like this, like rain, for example, as a sort of natural process. We kind of do this by default in our world. But at least within the context of the Old Covenant, and I'd argue beyond that, the Bible challenges us to see things like this, things like rain, as a gift given by God, uh, His grace, and also withheld as judgment against His creation. So this drought in Israel at the time then, um, this leads to a sort of lament in our lesson this evening, or a confession, probably spoken by Jeremiah on behalf of the people representing them. But um, if you've been reading through Jeremiah, you, you kind of feel like when you're reading this, that this confession, this lament, rings of insincerity, uh, which has happened earlier. There's been insincere confessions throughout Jeremiah, um, a notable one being back in chapter 3. Um, and you get this idea that it's insincere, for example, in chapter 3, because they confess, they say, God, oh, yeah, we shouldn't have gone after these false gods. To which then the Lord responds and says, well, why don't you then remove those false gods? Um, there's a continual contrast being made, I think, in the Old Testament with regard to the people of Israel. So that which is spoken with their lips, but then that or that contrasted with, with what is actually in their hearts. And here their hearts have gone so far that there's this dreadful command that we see repeated throughout Jeremiah not to pray for the people, not to pray for them. Um, I think this communicates that the judgment is set and it will not be removed. Um, but man, these, these prophets, they're, they're hard to swallow sometimes. Um, so then in our, our second lesson in uh, Mark chapter 12, so we read of what's referred to as the double love commandment. So we see this in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where someone comes to Jesus and asks them what the greatest or the first or the most important commandment is in the law. So we also refer to this as the summary of the law. We hear it uh, spoken to us, declared to us at the beginning of every Eucharistic liturgy um, in what's known as a, a sort of mini penitential rite. So the summary of the law is spoken to us, to which then the only proper response is for us as a people to cry out to God for mercy in the Kyrie, 
um, for all the ways in which we have failed to meet God's law. So this would have actually been in the first century a relatively common uh, debate amongst different Jewish teachers, uh, which is the most important out of all the commandments in the law. And it's the type of question that is by its very nature almost um, bound to disappoint someone in the sense that um, no matter how you answer that question, you're almost guaranteed to offend someone who thinks that by answering the way that you did, you've neglected something that was important. So you're almost bound to offend someone. So it's in this sense that it's presented as a test to Jesus, though not here in Mark. Um, the person who is asking this question in Mark is actually portrayed in a somewhat positive, a somewhat sincere light. So Jesus answers this question by quoting from Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19. And what Jesus does here, it's pretty remarkable because he like elevates the conversation to a new level. So yeah, he does actually give an answer. He says, well, these commandments are the most important of the law. But what he does is he raises the conversation then kind of beyond individual uh, competing rules. And he gives priority of place then to an underlying principle. So this underlying principle then is the one out of which the entirety of the law was created. And it's the way in which the entirety of the law must be completed, must be fulfilled. And that is love, uh, love of God first, and then out of that love for one's neighbor. The interaction that Jesus has in Luke, I think is really interesting here. Um, so the response then to the person posing the question when Jesus answers this way with this quote from Deuteronomy and Leviticus is to say, okay, Jesus, well then who is my neighbor? And this is because there is a debate actually um, over Leviticus 19 as to who actually is the neighbor. Who does that actually refer to? Because there God makes this comment that you shall not sin against the sons of your people. So there's this question, okay, is my neighbor limited? Is my neighbor then limited to essentially my own people, to my own group? And then Jesus answers that question by telling the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, so in the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus teaches pretty explicitly that no, this underlying principle um, is says that you cannot limit then who your neighbor is. So according to the law of God, which is summarized in love, you are not allowed to withhold love from anybody. And we'll see in Jesus' teaching that this extends, this love extends even to your enemy, uh, that you're called to love the person that you currently despise and currently hate. So we will continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts, 
and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you.